G'day mate, how are you? It's Matty Graham here from the Exponential Performance Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about crash training. How to get fit fast and race ready in a hurry. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Exponential Performance Podcast. Join sports scientist and performance coach Matty Graham to find out how to train smarter and maximize your performance no matter who you are. G'day mate, how are you doing this week? It's good to have you tuned in here with me for episode 21 of the Exponential Performance Podcast. How's your week been? For me, it's been a busy one in the last two weeks we've had to move house twice pack up all of our stuff move and then two weeks later pack it all up again and move again we're finally in our own house now Uh, it is far from finished i look around myself here at the moment i'm perched up on the kitchen bench and there are ladders everywhere there is painting stuff there is plastering stuff There are wires hanging out the wall. We finally got a toilet today. We don't yet have running water. Uh, So we're camping a little bit in our house. So what I wanted to do is make sure I get a podcast out this week. It's probably going to be a little bit on the short side, sorry. But I wanted to make sure I got it out for you despite everything that I have going on. Now, in the last few episodes, we've been talking a lot about nutrition and supplements ever since I had that uh, that supplement podcast. Now, in this episode, I want to move away from nutrition a little bit and talk about training, a little bit more about training. And today, I'm going to talk to you about an advanced training method called crash training that can help you get fit fast if you like or get ready for a race in a hurry if you're short of time now before that i just want to give you a wee reminder about the radix nutrition discount code now in last week's episode i shared a discount code and i just wanted to make sure that you get that again this week so if you use this code epp 20 over at the Radix Nutrition website, you're going to get a 20% discount whenever you buy any of their freeze-dried meals. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, head back and listen to episode 20 where I do a review about their freeze-dried meals. And pretty much what it is, is it's a freeze-dried meal in a bag, you add hot water, and you've got a highly nutritious meal ready to go in 10 minutes. Often with nutrition, quick and easy is synonymous with cheap and nasty and no nutrition value whatsoever. But these guys have put the quality into quick and easy. So definitely go and check that out. Just out of interest, did anybody try them out? after my review last week post a comment below if you tried out any of the radix nutrition line and what did you think of them did you find them good tasty useful i'd be interested to hear your thoughts now last week i asked uh, you guys to post a wee comment about where you're listening from and it was great to hear that we've got listeners all around the world 
We had a few people tuning in from the US, from Ireland, from Zimbabwe even, and obviously here in New Zealand and a bit closer ashore in Australia. So it's awesome to hear where all of you guys are tuning in from. Now before we crack into crash training, I just wanted to alert you to one more thing. I'm getting a ton of questions from you guys out there, which is great and I love, but it is so hard to keep up with them on on YouTube, on email, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm just getting a lot of messages. Now, if you want me to answer your question, and I will always make priority for the voice messages, so head on over to the Exponential Performance coaching website under the podcast tab you can ask me a voice message and I will get it on the podcast and answer it publicly if you don't want your question answered in the public forum then what I have come up with is a bit of a solution and what's what it's called is a reach me account so I opened up a reach me account and what you can do is you can go there and you can ask me a question You pay a small fee, depending on whether it be a text answer that you're wanting, or you can pay a little bit more for a video answer. And then I will answer your questions 100% exclusively and personalized for that question. You won't pay anything unless I answer the question, and that's just going to help me sustain this into the future and help as many people as I possibly can. So if you want to ask me a question and you want a personalized exclusive response that's not aired publicly on the podcast or on my YouTube channel or in the comments section, head over to reach.me slash Matty Graham and the rest is pretty straightforward. Get on there. Ask me anything you want about your training, about fitness, about health, whatever it is, and I will reply either by a text reply, as in writing an email to you, or I can record a video response for you. So I'll post a link to my Reach Me account over on the show notes for this episode, and if you've got any questions, feel free to fire away. All right, that's enough from me. Let's jump into crash training. All righty, crash training. Now, crash training is a tool that I use with a lot of my athletes. And it's an advanced training method, but it's one that if you use it correctly, it is extremely useful. So what crash training is, is it's just a higher than usual training load with the idea that you want to bolster or tap into that super compensation effect that we get with with training. So if you're not sure about what the super compensation effect is, is that when you train, your body gets worse initially and then it rebounds if you like to recover stronger and fitter than before. The body adapts so that if it meets the stress that it encountered before, it's ready to deal with it. So in endurance sport, what that adaptation looks like is an increase in blood volume, 
an increase in aerobic enzymes, an increase in the density of your mitochondria. So the mitochondria, the little powerhouses in your muscle, get bigger and there's more of them. All of these things help improve our endurance performance for next time. Also, there's adaptations in our anaerobic threshold and uh, our fat metabolism, all of those things that help boost our endurance performance. So when your body is exposed to an endurance stimulus, such as a long ride or an interval session, those different adaptations occur at different times. So crash training is simply a large load of training aimed at eliciting a larger than normal response to get you fit, for want of a better word, in a hurry. So traditionally, periodization is periodized in a linear fashion. So we work on our technique first and then our base and then our strength and then finally our speed and power, which is really nice in an ideal world, but often that's not able to be done. The other way you can do it is a multi-tiered training approach in which we work on everything at the same time so we never actually move too far away from any aspect of our training. Now, depending on what your goals are, your experience, what you're training for, the approach that you use with your periodization will, will differ. I actually have a lot of information about periodization in the Performance Temple Handbook. And you can download this for free. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go and check that out. The Performance Temple Handbook. There's a big section in there about periodization. So, in the ideal world, we're following one of these periodization approaches. However, the ideal world doesn't really exist in my experience. I often have athletes come into my office and for whatever reason, they need to get fit in a hurry. Now, this isn't going to work if you haven't been doing anything. This is just going to give you a boost, the biggest boost possible but it's not going to take you from zero to hero. It's going to boost up what you already have to the maximal extent, but it's not going to make you superhuman, okay? So when would you use crash training? Well, for three sort of examples of when you'd use crash training, the first one would be if you need to get race ready in a hurry. The second would be um, as an, an endurance top-up during a high-intensity focused program. And the third would be a, a discipline-specific focus. So I'll work through each one of those uh, one by one. So if you want to get race-ready in a hurry, I often get athletes coming into my office, and it may be that they've been on a waiting list for a race. A lot of big races have a waiting list because I've got an entry uh, number cutoff. And if you enter after that, say, date or that cutoff has been reached, you get put on a waiting list. And often athletes will sort of just cruise through their training, you know who you are, and then once they realize that they're on this waiting list, the penny drops. And it's like an oh sh moment, I've got to get my A into G to get ready for this race. And I often have athletes come into my office about six weeks before a race saying, I need to get fit fast, what can I do? The other, other time that I get athletes wanting to get race ready in a hurry is that they get called into a team. So often in adventure racing, um, a team member may get injured 
and then they pull in somebody else. And this person, this this person that gets pulled into the team, hasn't been preparing specifically for that race, and they need to get race ready fast. Usually around that four to six week time period. And the other one is not so much an unexpected race getting race ready in a hurry but almost a planned one where you have athletes that have got multiple races in a row with you know some time gap between them and they're wanting to peak on multiple occasions this crash training cycle can really help during those times so how do you get race ready in a hurry and get fit quick well what i do and it seems to work quite well is that you increase both the duration of the training and the intensity of the training. And that gives you an increase in volume. So volume is simply duration times intensity. So you can increase your volume by increasing your intensity, or you can increase it by increasing your duration, or you can do both. By increasing both of them at the same time, there is a massive load not only aerobically but also anaerobically to improve that anaerobic threshold depending on the race that you're training for whether it be more of an aerobic focus race or more of an anaerobic focus you would increase uh, either one accordingly but if you increase both duration and intensity you get a big training response Now, you're probably asking yourself, why don't I just increase my duration and my intensity all the time? Because if it's so good, why wouldn't you do it all the time? Well, the reason is that you you can't. If you've got short periods of time when you can increase your, your total volume, then you're able to recover from it. If you just crank up the volume all the time, you're not going to be able to recover and adapt to it. So remember, this is a short term focus, not a long term solution. So what it'll look like is you bump the volume up, duration and intensity, high for four to six weeks or whatever you've, whatever the time frame you've got. You'd slot in a couple of recovery phases over that time as well. And at the end of the build phase or that crash training cycle, you're going to come out of it as fit as possible given the circumstances and give you the best possible outcome for that upcoming event. So it'll be the first area that I often use crash training in is how to get race ready in a hurry or getting fit fast. The second is as a bit of an endurance top-up block. Now a lot of people are following training programs that are time saver programs. For those people that are time poor or time crunched and they're doing a lot of repeated high-intensity training or HIT training, high-intensity interval training, but with minimal aerobic endurance work, which is fine, and the research shows that these give good adaptations. But what I find is when that these programs are followed for a prolonged period of time is that the individual's aerobic endurance capacity starts to get eroded away. And they don't have that same endurance capacity that they did before if they're training for a, you know, a really long event. And I've used this technique quite effectively with um, some an athlete specifically that was training for 
uh, a 12-hour mountain bike event. He wasn't able to do a lot of long-duration training just because of his family and his work commitments. So we had him on a very short, high-intensity-focused program, and then we would slot in endurance top-up cycles or crash training blocks throughout it when he had time. So if you're following one of these HIT programs, these high-intensity interval training programs, such as uh, the Time Saver Cycling Plan that I have over at the Exponential Performance Coaching website. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. If you're following one of those types of plans, it's really good to have a crash training block in there that is just solely focused on endurance training. So this may be if you've got a long weekend coming up, And what you could do is potentially take half a day of work on Friday, train on Friday afternoon for a longer session, Saturday, Sunday, push out the volume as well, push out the duration, sorry. Because that duration is lacking in the program overall, if we have a little block in there where we really boost up the volume, we're going to come out of it with those increased endurance adaptations. So if you're following one of these shorter high intensity programs you could look at slotting in a wee endurance crash training cycle every you know potentially months two months six weeks two months around that sort of time so every every four to eight weeks you're getting an exposure to a high endurance training load just to maintain that aerobic base and not let it erode too much Um, when you're on these short high intensity programs that would be the second place that I would look at it the third area where I often use crash training phases is for athletes that are doing multi-disciplined sports such as triathlon or multi-sport and they don't have a lot of time to invest into their training so what may happen is that You've got a base training load, that's your standard swim, bike, run in a triathlon example, and the training volume during the week may be the same for most for most weeks. But then if you've got a weak discipline, then what you can do is every so often you have a crash training phase inserted in where you boost up the duration or the intensity or the technique focused or the skills of that specific discipline for a week or maybe two weeks and then you get the adaptations and the super compensation specifically for that discipline. So you could do this just for one discipline, say you want to work on your running but you don't want to let your other disciplines get too far behind, you just have your standard training load and then you have an increased running volume for different phases or if you wanted to focus on each of the three disciplines you could run it in a, in a cyclic fashion where one week you have an increase in swimming load then the following week the swimming load returns to normal you have an increase in biking load following week the biking load returns to normal and then the week after that the running volume ramps up so by doing that you're able to focus on different aspects different disciplines and different areas of your training without sacrificing too much time 
and just having a crash training phase which really takes advantage of that super compensation effect that training is based on. This is just a little manipulation of that, a little biohack of the body to get more out of it, if you like. So this all sounds very nice in theory, and it's a really effective approach to use or an effective training tool to use in the right circumstances. I wouldn't suggest everybody uses this, and I definitely wouldn't suggest it's a to-be-used-all-the-time tool. So there are a few risks and warnings that go along with crash training. Because it is an advanced training method, there's always a trade-off between the risk and the reward of it. So there are some risks, and what are those? The first risk that we run into with crash training blocks is injury. When we place a greater-than-normal load on the body, there is a risk for injury. And the reason that progressive gradual overload is in the training literature as a guideline of how to train and prepare the body is that because the body's structures don't usually adapt as fast as the body's physiology. So you can get you know, big improvements in your anaerobic threshold, in your aerobic capacity, in your fat metabolism, but all of the, the joints, the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, all those structural things that support everything else aren't adapting at the same rate. They take a little longer. So when you dump a big training load on the body in form of a crash training phases, all of that mechanical loading puts obviously a load on the body, and if it can't tolerate it, that's when we start to get overuse injuries. So if you are going through a crash training phase, just keep a good eye on your body and monitor how it's feeling. If you feel those niggles starting to creep in, it's a good idea to dial it back a little bit and adjust that training volume. So as with injury, we also open up our risk to illness. When we dump a high training load on the body, again, our immune system gets suppressed. And this suppression in the immune system obviously opens us up to illness. So it's something to be aware of as well. And during these crash training phases, you want to play, pay particular attention to getting a little bit more recovery, making sure your nutrition's dialed in, your hydration, and getting enough sleep, all those basics. And the third risk that we need to be aware of is there is a potential to have a decrease in your long-term performance. So we're almost sacrificing a little bit of long-term performance for a short-term gain here with these crash training phases. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, we want to have a good if we want to have a good performance now, then obviously we need to have a good performance now. We don't really matter what happens down the track, but if you just go through your training having crash phase upon crash phase upon crash phase, what can start to happen is you get into a wee pattern and your recovery becomes compromised, we don't get any progressive overload, um, and we just get into the cycle of crash training phases and we and our long-term performance suffers. As with everything in the sporting world, there is no silver bullet. There's no secret. There's no perfect thing that's going to make you a superstar crash training is just another training tool and it needs to be used in that way 
So a lot of people will think, listen to this podcast and think, right, I'm just going to go out there and smash it, do these big crash training phases that Maddie's talked about. And what will end up happening is they'll probably end up injured, ill, ill or you know, having a terrible performance. So crash training is something that needs to be used cautiously and it's not a random thing just to throw in there every time you know you've got a race coming up if you've got any questions about crash training feel free to contact me best place to contact me would be over at my reach me account reach.me slash matty graham and i'll answer all of your questions over there with good specific individualized advice if you want to leave me a voice message and me answer your question publicly on the podcast, more than happy to do that as well. Just head over to the Exponential Performance Coaching website underneath the podcast tab, record me your voice message, and I'll do my best to answer it for you. So there you have it, team. That is Crash Training Cycles. Now, I hope that was useful. And like I said, I've got to get back to work now, get some painting done on this house, otherwise it's never going to get finished. Until next week, get out there and train hard, but most importantly, train smart. Make sure every day you're taking a step closer to your goals. Done. Done.